quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Can you dig it? Oh, yes, guy. It's that time of the week again. Get up out of your chair. You're driving. Roll down the window on the count of three. A, a firm yes, guy. One, two, three. Yes, guy. Coming up in the broadcast today, Megan McPeak. And we'll tell you her story very shortly. Joe Resnick, who is the uh, one of the reps for Top Shelf Sports Management. Danny Gare, former Buffalo Sabre. Yes, guy, no guy in the bottom segment. And uh, I'm sensing, I'm using all my powers of perception, I'm sensing co-host Perry Lefko's in a good mood. Are you? I'm in a very good mood. There's so much happening in the world of sports. So let's get to it, Jim. Wow, a little raspy with the throat there. Get something to drink, guy. I will, Okay. Oh, 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 boy. Down for the Excuse cap. me. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> by the way, Megan McPeak is a basketball play-by-play announcer uh, out of Hamilton Humber College, uh, working uh, out of Washington, doing uh, the G League and WNBA, part of a special night on TSN Tangerine Raptors basketball on, what is it, Wednesday night, Raptors against Denver. She will join Kate Burness, Kayla Gray, uh, Kia Nurse, and Amy Otterberg is the uh, all-female broadcast team. Amy joined us last night on, on the radio version. Kate and Kayla are familiar to you. So is Kia and uh, Megan, a one-time host of Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050. So this is a big moment, and, and we're having Megan on to celebrate that. In the meantime, looking for an experienced real estate agent, Charles Park, managing broker Remax West Realty Brokerage, has 26 award-winning years of real estate experience. So, looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service, put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call or text him at 647-292-8886. Servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka, Charles Park will not be outworked by anybody. And that's a great statement to say when you're hiring somebody. This individual will not be outworked, so you're going to get the best service. So, is the throat clear now? Everything good? I hope so. Does it sound better oh. now? Well, yeah, well, there's energy there. It's still a little raspy. You probably need a new phone. <laughs> I think when we go to break, I'll fix it, okay? <laughs> okay, God, I just <laughs> I love getting under your skin. It's fun. <laughs> uh, Joe Resnick, a uh, good player rep and, and also a uh, CPA in Ontario, which is a nice blend if you're going to represent people that you could be a CPA. That's, that's a nice uh, one-two punch, isn't it? He told me earlier this week, I think he's one of the few NHL agents that has a background as a CPA. So we can talk to him about that. His brother is John Thornton, who's the brother of Joe Thornton, and that's how Joe Thornton came to Toronto. Oh, excellent. Okay, let's bring in our first guest, Megan McPeak, getting set for the March 24th, Wednesday night, Raptors telecast, along with Kate, Caleb, Amy, and Kia. Uh, Megan, how are you? Welcome. Jim Perry, how are you guys doing? Very good. This is, uh, you know, tell us about what this means to you. I mean, I don't want to understate things. And I don't want to be patronizing, but this is this is an important thing for you, right? I mean, yes and no. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, um, it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity, and you know, let me be clear: it, the the magnitude of what this means to you know young girls um, who may be watching. I understand that that magnitude and the historic factor in that sense. But at the same time, when you look at it, I know for myself, and I don't want to speak for the other ladies, 
I, I just want, you know, people to look at us the same way that they look at our male counterparts with our, our talent and our knowledge and not have our gender play a role in it. But I do understand, you know, the magnitude of, of what this means to the next generation. Well, Megan, you and I talked off air that uh, we have a mutual friend, Pyle Doshi, who many, many years ago took a sports writing course at U of T that I taught. Uh, Megan is, or sorry, Pyle is now in Miami. So similar to you, did you feel you had to go to the U.S. to advance your career? Not necessarily, um, but at the same time for what I wanted to do, I felt that it was necessary just with um, the amount of opportunity that there was in the U.S. that, you know, in Canada, we don't have the same fortune of having. We don't have over 300 plus, um, you know, colleges and universities in Canada to be able to try and get a job at one of those to call NCAA hoops um, or sports. We don't have, uh, you know, 20 plus other NBA teams to, to look to to get a job at. We only have the Raptors. We don't have a WNBA franchise in Canada at all. Um, and that was something that I wanted to do as well, too. But with, you know, with Pyle, she also went down because she's now happily married um, and, and working with the Miami Heat uh, as the, the mobile content manager um, with curating everything for the Heat's app. And, and her and her husband are expecting a baby. So her move, I think, was um, more than just job-related as well, too. Um, but it'll be great to uh, see her become a mother. Um, but for myself, you know, like I said, I, it was something I felt – it was the right move, not necessarily that I had to do, but if I wanted the level of exposure, the level of opportunity, um, then I felt it was the move that needed to happen. And that's just something that we don't have in Canada that, that I think needs to change. We need more opportunities, um, not just for you know women, but for, for all sportscasters uh, in this business. The opportunity is just not there in Canada. So, Megan, as you're as you're creating, I, I call this creating your sound. Uh, and so you have little, you've got little pieces from here and there, and then you have to sort of splice yourself into that. But this is play by play. I mean, this is this is not something you're going to mimic, but you are going to borrow from people. So, so who influenced you, and, and how have you built your sound? Yeah, I think um, I think Jim, I've kind of excuse me, I've I've kind of taken you know bits and pieces from different people. Um, growing up in, in Canada, there weren't women who looked like me or really, you know, to be quite frank, there weren't women in, in sports period in Canada, really, that did, um, that did on camera work specifically, excuse me, in play by play. So I grew up listening to, um, the late John Saunders, Chuck Swirsky, Jerry Howard, Paul Jones. I grew up on those, those names and, and those gentlemen just listening to them. And then, you know, once, um, once we were able to, whether it was legally or illegally, I'm not going to confirm or deny how I got it, but once we were able to get ESPN, I then started to see the likes of a Robin Roberts, a Hannah Storm, um, and, and, you know, women in Robin Roberts who looked like me on television, but it still didn't exist in Canada. So now, you know, when I eventually moved into the play-by-play -play space, I, I had to find and, and seek out women who did the role. And it was a very um, tough task to do because it's not the, the, the women who do this role are not well known in the sense of at the time in the early, you know, to late mid 2000s, 
it wasn't, you know, the Internet was kind of just booming with regards to social media. So trying to find these women were not as easy as it is today for people to find um, the likes of a Beth Moens, a Pam Ward, uh, a Lisa Binington, a Tiffany Green, uh, you know, a Kate Scott, uh, who's fantastic uh, on the West Coast. It's not as easy to find them when I was growing up and, and in college. Now you can just go to Twitter, type in someone's name who you happen to have heard before, and you can probably find their Twitter account, or you can at least find something on Google about them to try and get in contact with them. Um, so again, it comes to the opportunity and, and, and trying to find these people. I had to really, you know, do some digging to find people and, and search out to have these conversations. And I'm, I'm forever grateful because I can call these women, um, you know, colleagues, I can reach out to them when I need to talk about something and get some insight from them. So I've kind of taken bits and pieces from everyone, but at the same time, I stay true to myself because I'm not going to try and replicate who they are. I'm not going to try and replicate what Matt Devlin does for his broadcast because I'm not Matt Devlin. I'm Megan McPeak. I'm going to call the game the way I see it and the way I do it because that's what I'm used to doing and that's what's comfortable for me. And I want play-by-play to people to do that for themselves as well, too. You know, professional sportscasters have had to adapt to calling games without fans. Um, what's that experience been like for you? Um, it's been interesting, um, especially because the, the first time doing it was with the WNBA bubble in Bradenton, Florida uh, this summer. So it was definitely different, um, definitely something to get used to. We were, we were grateful to have, you know, that uh, the arena fan sound pumped in a little bit because it, it gave you something to where it didn't feel like you were just in a box with no sound. Um, but I will say uh, the uh, fun part of it is the fact that without fans, you can hear everything that's on the floor being said. So that's the fun part. Uh, but I feel bad for the delay, uh, the delay operators because they've got to, they've got to hit that button pretty quick and, and a lot right now. But um, being able to hear what's being said on the floor is really interesting because uh, even when you're in person with fans and you're sitting courtside, you can't hear everything. So now not having the fans physically there, um, or in some cases being there but not as close as they normally would be, you can hear a lot more on the floor. So it's definitely interesting to hear some conversations. <laughs> I, I want to go back maybe 15 to 20 years, uh, just because, you know, if for what you're doing, play-by-play uh, -play or, or really any kind of broadcasting, but play-by-play is really specific. So um, this isn't something, uh, you may stumble into it, but there's something inside you that tells you that this is the way to go or you feel comfortable with it or you have something to express. What was that for you? Well, you know, the interesting thing, Jim, is uh, I, in a weird way, kind of stumbled into the play-by-play -play world. Um, when I was working at CFMU um, with the McMaster Men's Women's Basketball Games, uh, I was actually the, the analyst to start off because I played the game. And that's, you know, typically what a coach or a former player will do. We go into the analyst chair, whether it's, you know, in broadcast for the game or in studio because we can break down the game and we see things to break it down. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Dr. Don, who is synonymous with McMaster Sports in Hamilton, fell ill and they needed someone to fill in. Um, and he subsequently, you know, unfortunately passed away uh, a couple weeks later, and that's that's how I fell into doing the play-by-play. -play was I was asked uh, by Jamie Tennant to step in and see if I could do the play-by-play, -play. and three games in, I fell in love. So I stumbled into it because of unfortunate events that I couldn't control. Um, but 
at the same time, and I don't want this to come across harsh or, or rudely, but I'm thankful that what happened for me to stumble into it was my, my path, and that's what was set up for me to do. I had to stumble in it the way I did in order to find my path and my passion within this business. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful that I did, but at the same time, my heart's and my, heart's and my condolences, even now to this day, to Dr. Don's family because it was unfortunate that he had to fall ill in order for myself to slide over one chair. Uh, but I am, I am thankful that I was able to find my path and my passion in this business. Well, Megan, the NCAA men's basketball tournament is underway. Um, are you participating in any brackets? And if so, are you still alive? Uh, I, I did not make an official bracket, Perry, uh, but I have tossed out some some uh, you know ideas on teams. Um, I've got uh, I'm going to go with with, the, with Gonzaga to win it, but my sleeper to win it would be uh, Cade Cunningham because he's probably the best player in the country right now, and arguably as of right now the projected number one overall pick in the NBA draft coming up. Um, and they've been playing really, really well. And I think they've got the talent to crash some parties for some teams. Um, I don't think anybody, with the exception of the less than 1% of people whose brackets were still standing after Oral Roberts upset uh, Ohio State yesterday. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I, I, have, I have faith in Sister Jean and her Loyola wrestlers. Uh, so I'm, I'm rolling with Sister Jean all the way. Uh, because she's fully vaccinated and was able to get to the NCAA tournament. And, I mean, who doesn't love Sister Jean when it comes to the NCAA men's tournament, right? So I got to roll with Sister Jean on this one. Well, I, you have the heavens with you, so that, that's, a, that's a good way to go. <laughs> you, are, you are very astute that way. Thanks very much, Megan. Really appreciate it. Jim Perry, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks very uh, that's much. That's Megan McPeak. And uh, she will do the play-by-play. The Raptors game, March 24th, be joined by Kate Burness, Kayla Gray, Amy Audibert, and Kia Nurse as a uh, celebration that broadcast is. If you are an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park, managing broker REMAX West Realty Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. For a confidential interview, call 6647, that's 647-292-8886, or email charles at remaxwest.net. Perry, I really like that conversation. Megan is a very impressive individual, I have to say. Well, it's nice to see that someone could, you know, follow their dreams. And in this case, it went to the U.S. and she's done a lot of positive things. And, you know, that game on the 24th is going to be a celebration of, you know, women broadcasters. I know she said she doesn't want to be identified as that, but at the same time, this is really what it is. Yeah, it is. But I know where she's coming from. Uh, she does great work and will go on to bigger and better things in this business. In fact, you would say that about uh, the other four women as well. These are really good broadcasters. They know basketball, and, and that's the combination that, that has to be respected. And, and it will. It, it is. It's just that it has to be noticed more, I guess, is the better way to describe that. Coming up next, Joe Resnick from Top Shelf Sports Management. This is Yes Guy, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca. Now back to... The Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050.
Yes, guys, Jim Taddy and Bray Lefko with you. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial Advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1-877-734-3055 or visit his website, braleyadvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Now, that's an equation. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Let's bring in our second guest, Joe Resnick. He is the owner of Top Shelf Sports Management. Joe, how are you today, sir? Good. How are you? Good, good, thanks. So when you're setting this up, like take us back to the start. How do you go about setting this up? And I mentioned earlier that you're also a CPA, which is a nice combo. Uh, setting up Top Shelf, you're saying, Jim? Yes, yes. Yes. Well, I was, um, I'd worked for some prominent sports agencies. I worked with uh, a very uh, smart uh, sports lawyer named Gord Kirk. Mm-hmm. And and Gord had sold me as an asset transfer to IMG, and then I worked with IMG, which was the largest sports representation firm in the world. And eventually, after working for both, you know, big and small, I decided that it was, you know, I would like to go on my own. And uh, at that time, I approached uh, the two heads of IMG and said, I'd like to go on my own and uh, start something. So we. Uh, we started neg- negotiations and discussions, and eventually, after uh, a year or so, uh, I, I founded Top Shelf Sports Management with uh, uh, my partner John Thornton, and uh, who's Joe's brother. And uh, we created Top Shelf, which is a boutique agency uh, that specializes in the representation of elite players. Joe, I've asked this to other sports agents, so I'll ask you. How much of Jerry Maguire is accurate in terms of portraying an agent and could you identify with it in any way? Uh, I can definitely identify. Leaving a big firm, I kind of left like with Tom Cruise with my goldfish and uh, asked everyone if, if, if they're going to leave with me. Uh, very similar. Uh, I think the, the industry, uh, there's every other agent is trying to steal your players. Uh, it's a cutthroat business. It's not a friendly business. So I think there's a lot of aspects of Jerry Maguire that, that are very true. Because that HBO series was it Ballers? It's somewhat like that too, well, isn't it? Well, <laughs> Ballers. <laughs> there's a couple episodes in Ballers. I, I don't. I couldn't see myself being in a hot tub with 15 women um, and doing crazy things like they were doing on Ballers. So I think Ballers took it to an extreme. Uh, uh, as my wife was looking at me when uh, I think the the Rock and someone else was sitting in the hot tub, but uh, there's definitely aspects of that for sure. It, it's it's a very competitive business. Um, and uh, guys want your players all the time. So what is the, the job of an agent like? Because it seems like, you know, some games start on the East Coast, some on the West Coast, and you got your day job. So is, is it almost like, let's say, an 18-hour job a day? It, it, I'd say it's a 24-hour job a day. It's all-encompassing, um, especially now with if you have players on the West Coast and, and the way the schedule is now, um, you're, you could be watching at least two to three games a night. And don't forget, you're throwing in some American League games as well that you're definitely going to watch on, on, on the AHL TV package. So you're watching games 24-7, plus you're dealing with the day-to-day of a player. For example, if a player gets hurt, so you're dealing with that. Um, if a player has a bad game, you're dealing with a phone call after a bad game. You may be dealing with a phone call from a general manager who's not happy with your player. 
So it's 24-7. You're just not the agent. You're dealing with many, many aspects um, throughout the day. And every day is a new day, as I say. It's, you don't know what to expect. Uh, is a player going to go on waivers? Is a player going to get hurt? Um, all those factors play into your daily um, schedule, which you really can't plan. Uh, there's never a dull day. You know, I, I want to go back to those uh, the broadcast references, uh, you know, the, the movie and, and the, the HBO show. Uh, and I think everybody's attracted to the, the recruiting. So in terms of recruiting, and I did real estate for 10 years, so I know, you know, that when you're, you're pitching your services, uh, it, it's difficult. So, you know, in terms of the, the pitch, how difficult is that? And, and is there a ratio of pitch to, to actual signings that you could tell us about? Uh, that's a great question. If you, if you ever did the ratio, that'd be uh, a gym of stat that we can maybe use for advanced analytics uh, when we negotiate. Um, but really, the pitch is is definitely uh, when you're in real estate, it's it's the big thing. You know, that's that's your chance to show yourself. That's your chance to prove yourself uh, to a potential client. Um, and and that's the that's you get your foot in the door. You may only get one shot, so you got to make the most of it. Um, but but that is, is very time-consuming because you may get your foot in the door, but that's taking you six months to get that, that interview or three months to get that interview. So um, it's, it's a lot of legwork. Uh, unfortunately, with COVID, you're not, you're not at the arena like you used to be. But in a normal no-COVID world, I'm probably at an arena five nights a week. So that's really time-consuming. Maybe an American League arena, I may be on the road on a National Hockey League game, I may be at a Tier 2 game or an OHL game or a minor midget game because you have different layers of players. You have players going into the OHL draft, you have players going into the NHL draft, you have existing NHL players, you have NHL players that are getting older on the way out a bit, and then you also keep in touch with your retired players. You're, you're, you're still speaking to your retired players. I still speak a lot with John Michael Lyles, who played in Toronto. Um, I speak a ton with Rick Nash, and, and Nasher is now a part of the Columbus management crew, so he sees a different avenue. So um, I keep in touch with Johnny Mitchell, another former Leaf. So it's a, it's a busy, busy 24-7. Jim, going back to your question, it's 24-7. Yeah, I, I just want to go back to the pitch because uh, the, the real estate pitch problem was you could make a, an excellent pitch, but then what would happen was they'd take some of your pitch and, and ask the next person to do it. So you got to run into that, right? Yeah, you do. You, I think over time, and you know, I've been in the business now 25 years, you know going in, you, know, you can tell right from the get-go if it's going to be a good interview. You see how it's going. But you're also screening Jim before that. There's a lot of um, there's, there could be parents that are going to interview 20, 25 agents. I'm not a big fan of that. If you're going to interview 20, 25 agents, I probably I'm not the firm for you. Our firm's not because 20, 25 agents I don't think is is a real good process. If if we have a family and we're speaking to a family quite a bit, and they're down to you know we say we made a short list of three or four. Well, well then then that's a good sign. You know, it's your the numbers favor you better, but they've also they're doing their homework. As much as the the parents are doing their homework on us, we're doing the, the, our homework on the parents. We want to see if a player's played uh, for a different team every year. 
if we're recruiting a player and he's been on six teams in six years, that's probably not a good sign. So we do as much due diligence and homework as we can prior to that, as, as you say, Jim, sales pitch, um, because we want to make sure that, that if we take on a, a family and a new client, it's, we're a boutique, so we have to make sure that we're correct because we're going to spend a lot of time. We're going to spend a lot of resources, and that's time taken away from other players, other potential players. So we got to really make sure. Joe, Kyle Dubas, the Leafs general manager, worked as a player, worked as a player agent at one point. And then, you know, the opportunity came to be a, uh, in management and then became a GM. Could you see yourself ever gravitating towards management with a hockey team? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, would, I would never say no because any business person is going to listen to everything. But um, I've created Top Shelf with uh, John Thornton and myself. Uh, I enjoy the business. Uh, there's parts I don't enjoy, of course, but I, I do enjoy it for the most part. And we're building, we're, and uh, it's been, uh, God bless, a, a good run. So I, I don't know. It, I'm, I'm not going to say no, but I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm happy and, and content where I am right now. I dealt with Kyle when he was an agent, and I dealt with Kyle when he was a GM in the OHL. I, I had one of his first-round picks his second year in the OHL. Jared McCann is playing in Pittsburgh. So Kyle and I go back uh, a long ways. Joe, I really want to thank you for your time. We could continue this and would like to have you back. Thanks very much. Sure. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Perry. Thanks, Joe Resnick, owner of Top Shelf Sports Management. I, I, I really enjoyed that conversation. There's a lot of inner workings there that you'd, you'd like to understand for sure, right? Well, the one thing I was going to ask him that maybe we can bring him back next time is why would anyone want to become a sports agent? It's a 24-hour job you could lose clients get clients it's a cutthroat business so I'd, that's one thing i'd like to find out you know if we could bring them back sometime well any business where you have to sign a client and uh, you only get paid after they do that that's that's a tough business that's real estate there's a bunch of other businesses like that obviously the stakes are much higher in player representation but you have to have a cast iron stomach there's no question about that uh, coming up next, Danny Gare, former Buffalo Sabre. The Sabres skidding badly, 13 consecutive losses. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable or real conversation about your options, contact Herb at one 734 3055 or visit his website, braleyadvisors.com. With 30 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money and get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. This is Yes Guy, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca. You're listening to The Yes Guy Show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050. This segment of the Yes Guy Show is sponsored by Murray Hoffman Insurance Limited. Since 1957, Murray Hoffman Insurance has been providing all your general insurance needs while specializing in business insurance. The dedicated staff of Murray Hoffman Insurance takes pride in servicing the harder-to-place industry segments like cannabis, hospitality, vacant and old buildings, and other hard-to-place business. For a no-obligation quote, call them at 416-736-9066. Mention the Yes Guy Show or visit their website, murrayhoppininsurance.com. Murray Hoppin Insurance, let us provide you with some peace of mind. Sabres fans looking for peace of mind. Jim Taddy Perry, let's go with you. We bring in all-time Sabres great Danny Gare. Danny, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Jim and Perry. Thanks for having me on. 
Our pleasure. Before we dive into the woes of the Buffalo Sabres, give us an update on yourself. What are you doing? Where are you? Well, right now I'm, I spend my winters in Tampa, Florida. Um, I was an ambassador for the Sabres up until uh, this COVID thing started, and uh, for all of the, uh, the the members that were in the Rafters Club, Gilbert Perot and Renee and I are on a furlough with the team, so I've had some time to, to spend uh, with uh, a product that I've been involved with for 10 years called uh, a, a Premier Synthetic Ice called Can Ice. And it's actually manufactured here in Tampa. So um, I'm here quite a bit and um, I'm working with that and doing a little golf, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Danny, I know you're, you just mentioned Can Ice. Uh, I know your partner... Um, Stephen Wong very well. He's based here in uh, in Toronto. Yeah, this right. is the time of year where a lot of people who were making you know ice rinks in their backyard don't have that uh, that chance. So, tell me about the product and how easy it is to replicate you know a, an ice rink if you're bringing it uh, doing it in your backyard or wherever with your product. Well, it's funny. I, I got involved ten years or, or so more um, from. Uh, introduced to a friend from a friend down here in Tampa. His name is Mike McGraw, and he's a co-founder with me. And Mike uh, has been in the, you know, the, the uh, synthetic, I should say, the uh, athletic flooring business for over 40 years. So he does. He was a president of AstroTurf. I mean, he does uh, does play hockey, and he loves the game. So we got involved with bringing a product over from Norway for about four years, and. Um, it, it's it's funny when you know they had Jim. You could probably remember back even when I played, they had synthetic ice. But it, it's the technology that has changed and, um, and and how it's manufactured. And 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 this stuff that we brought over from Norway was okay to shoot off, but you couldn't get great glide because that's what I was looking for, something similar and ice like. Um, so you know we were ready to dump the whole thing. And then we met this company here in, in Tampa that's the second largest plastic company. And I learned a lot about plastics and polymers and, and so forth. And, and they had engineers that really took off as far as um, um, understanding more about it and, and how we could create a better surface for, for glide and similar to ice. So I remember skating on it. Uh, they told me to come out and they put these panels down and the first time I pushed off with the old stuff um, that is ejection molded, this is heat plant press, so it's different. I pushed off and the old stuff go three feet. This stuff, I went 30 feet on one glide. It was amazing. So, yeah, in saying that, it's, it's, it's really been um, in the last four or five years, you know, we've really taken off in the market. Stephen Wong has been amazing on the social media side. He's our COO. He, he worked for another competitor and we had we loved having him on board but it's with with the ability to skate anytime 365 days a year i wish i had it when i was a kid growing up because you can put it in your basement you can put it in your backyard your, your garage it's mobile it's easy to move around and if, if you're a keener if you want to get better you don't have to go to the rink you can just put this down and you know, if you're a 10-year-old, a hockey enthusiast that wants to get, improve his game and develop his game, this is a product. And it's, um, you know, it doesn't take, you know, a lot where uh, as far as, um, you know, the the maintenance of it, it gives you great edge control, great puck response. So it's just, it's just I, wish, I, I wish kids, and there are a lot of them now with COVID and with the rings closed, 
um, getting um, getting our product and using it. So yeah, it's great to see. I mean, that's the way you're describing that. That service has to be really durable, and, and it almost yeah. sounds like you're you're describing about a variety of sizes too, right? Right, right, Jim. We, the, you know, what we just came out with a, a, a two by two sheet that's um, really even more mobile, and um, <clears throat> it's like a secondary product. But yeah, the the, the premier products a four by five or a four by ten, and uh, I mean it interlocks, uh, you know. It's easy to assemble. I mean, you, you use both sides. It, you know, on the, on the other stuff, uh, our competitors, it's ejection molded, so they have a like a honeycomb on one end. But this is this is this is usable for both sides, and it's um, it's also come in lots of colors. And a lot of NHL players are using it for Sidney Crosby uses it for his summer training. Joe, Jonathan Taves, Joe Pavelski. I mean, I can go on, but that and also with arenas that that can't afford. Um, having the ice and then paying for the costs in the summertime, we've done a lot of institutional sales for arenas. So, yeah, it's, it's really, I think a lot of it is an education as to what, um, you know, uh, the product does for you and, and, um, and Hockey Canada proves it. So it's, it's really, it's really starting, I think, to show it strikes a little bit um, in North America. We've done a lot of training centers, areas that can help kids, you know, just develop the game, which I really love and grow the game. Danny, you know, Jim alluded to the fact that, uh, you know, Buffalo Sabres great. And I remember you, when you started off your career, you went to the Stanley cup the first year. So yeah. as a rookie, did you think <laughs> this is great? It's going to happen every year. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was quite a year because I remember, Going to training camp in St. Catharines and Punch Imlac had flown out to sign me to a contract. Um, I was also drafted by the WHA and John Ferguson was the general manager. And John, it was really good because it helped obviously my my my, my dollars um, and, and and a little bit of a bidding war. But I always wanted to play in the NHL, so I, I went to St. Catharines to training camp. And my roommate was Peter McNabb, and 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 Maxie was a great guy, you know. And we ended up ended up. Making the team, I was in the top. Well, I think they went to 25 players. Moved over to Buffalo, and I'll never forget uh, um, going up to the top of the oranges in the old odd after practice, and just saying, wondering what it would be like, to, you know, to see this crowd cheer, and and you know, when you scored a goal. So I was fortunate. We played the Boston Bruins the first game, and Don Cherry's inaugural game of coaching. And uh, I scored a goal in 18 seconds, which is the fastest modern-day record. And it was weird because Craig Ramsey got the puck, and I grabbed the puck, and I'm sitting on the bench, and I go, maybe I belong here. You know, we, we ended up beating them pretty good that night. But we went on that year. had an unbelievable year. We lost to the Flyers in six games. Bernie Perrant was amazing. And you're right, uh, Perry. It was like, you know, this is going to happen every year. And it, and, it, and it never happened again. I mean, we went to a couple of conference finals, lost to the Islanders, and made the playoffs every year I was there, and um, it was great to play in front of those fans. But it's a sad state of affairs right now in Buffalo, unfortunately. Well, I mean, that was your first year, but also the Sabres were about five years old at the time, and, and so right. that, that was a, a nice combination. I want to ask you about the fog game, the, the bat, the Jim Lorenz <laughs> bat kill. I mean, that had to be an experience. <laughs> you, you know what? It, it was so warm because my mom and dad came down from Nelson, British Columbia. They flew down for um, game five, four, four and six, or five and six, I should say, and um 
it was warm out. I mean, I remember mom laying out in her bathing suit by the pool at my condo place, and um, and it, it was just there was no dehumidifiers. And then we used to skate around and around, and then they brought out guys that couldn't skate and with sheets, and they're falling all over the place. But it was bad. I mean. Um, to try to raise the fog up. And then the bat came out in the third period, and Lorenzo, it was flying around, and he just tapped it with his – he had good hands, and he was deflecting a puck, and he knocked the bat down. And it was funny because nobody would touch it. Because, you know, they, they thought maybe, you know, it was, you know, it was a bat. And um, I remember Ricky McLeish goes over and just grabs it with his hands and throws it into the penalty box. <laughs> And I remember Jimmy Watson, who I played in junior. Uh, um, it was funny. He said to me after we played an alumni game later in those years, and I said, well, what, what was Ricky McLeish like to pick it up with his – why didn't he keep his glove on? He says, I don't know, Danny. He says, I told him he could have got rabies. And he goes, what's rabies? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, no, it was quite a series, and the fans were great in Buffalo. Um Philly was a tough team to play against, but you know they, it, it, it was it was it was great hockey back then. It was obviously physical hockey, intimidating hockey, but the skill we had we had a great team. I mean, if if Roger Crozier doesn't get hurt or, or sick in the playoffs and the finals, I mean Bernie was excellent. Obviously, I mean he won the MVP, and I remember talking to Bernie at alumni outing too, and he said, "Danny, it's the best I ever played those two years. It's the best I ever played." So I said, "Yeah, you did play well, but." I mean, it was it was it was fun hockey and people uh, in Buffalo. I think it really brought in you know the the essence of the Sabers was that year because as you said, Jim, it was only five years into the league and it it really um, you know it built the team I think uh, in the Buffalo area so and then made it stamp so yeah it, it was those were eight great years I had every year I played like I said. A, it was sold out every night, and it's just frustrating now to watch what's happening there. Danny, anybody who went to the odd would remember how the glass rattled, and, and <laughs> it was a very, very small barn. But tell me what it was like when you stepped onto the ice and all of a sudden they played a saber dance. Oh, oh, it was like, you know, it was funny. Like, I mean, I was, I was, you know, a captain for, what, four or five years there. Um, it was very... Um, Every game, you know, he always had anxious, nervous energy. But once you you came out of that shoot, like you start running about ten feet back, and then you just run right out of the shoot from the dressing room, and, and the crowd would be, you know, it's funny. I, I I chuckle sometimes when I see on these jumbo jumbotrons make noise to the fans. Well, you didn't have to make noise back in those days in the rinks that we played in. The fans, the fans, and the players on the ice you know, pretty much were in combination of making the noise. But, um, no, it was, it was, it was a unique little building. Um, I mean, and, and they weren't the only one that, that had smaller ice surfaces. Uh, Boston Garden was, was the same way. But it was just the atmosphere. I think the people were so passionate about, about the game. Um, it, was, it was something I'll never forget. And, and, and the memories were unbelievable. Um, some of the nights we had there, we beat the Russians twice there. Um, and, and at the odd, we uh, remember beating the, the Leafs one night, 12 to four. And Daryl Sittler says, if I hear that one more time, 
one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, we want seven. And he said, if I hear that one more time, <laughs> I was ready to skate off the ice. But, no, we had good teams. We had, uh, um, you know, we were a fast skating team, and we were highly skilled, and um, it was a joy to play there. It was a great place to play. Danny, thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Nice to talk with you. Jim, it's great. You guys take care. Perry, you too. Thanks for having me on. Thanks a lot, Danny. Appreciate it. Thank you. Danny Gare from the Buffalo Sabres. You know, it was a tough league physically. Uh, they don't call it like they do now. This guy was 5'9", and he had two 50-goal seasons with the Sabres, 50 his second year in and 56 in the 79-80 season. Uh, went on to Detroit, and, and uh, Detroit was a mess at the time, so uh, he he went from the penthouse to the outhouse, literally, in the NHL uh, back uh, many years ago. Uh, but a, a real fascinating hockey player, got the most out of his uh, 5'9 frame. That's that's hard to believe back then. This segment of Yes Guy is sponsored by Murray Hoppin Insurance Limited. Since 1957, Murray Hoppin Insurance has been providing all your general insurance needs while specializing in business insurance. Dedicated staff of Murray Hoppin Insurance takes pride in servicing the harder-to-place industry segments like cannabis, hospitality, vacant and old buildings, and other hard-to-place business. For a no-obligation quote, call them at 416 736 9066 and mention the Yes Guys show or visit their website murrayhoppininsurance.com Murray Hoppin Insurance, let us provide you with some peace of mind. This is Yes Guy, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca Now back to the Yes Guy show. Yes Guy. On TSN 1050 Yes Guy, No Guy Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the lightning round. Yes, guy, no guy, officially sanctioned by the radio show. Yes, guy. Go ahead, sir. If you're a Leaf fan, is it time to panic? No, guy. Plenty of time. Um, it's, you know, I thought that, you know, there, there's some positives there. Uh, lineup is healthy finally, so no guy. I, I, would, I would give it some time here. You have to go back to uh, the Edmonton sweep that was impressive and since then uh, stumbled around quite a bit. But, uh, no, the short answer is no, Guy. Do not panic. How about yourself? I would say yes. Uh, that Edmonton series seems so long ago, and some of the other teams are starting to move up. So this team has to make some drastic moves. You can't stay with the, the people you have right now. And because of COVID, they're going to have to make a trade soon. I would expect something to happen by about next Wednesday. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with you on that. So here's my, my question on that. Yes, guy, no guy. The Leafs will fail to land a stud winger at the trade deadline, and really it has to happen in the next week. Um, that's a tough one. I'll say no, they won't land a stud winger because I don't know what a stud winger is at this point that you can get without mortgaging the future. So I think they're going to get themselves a serviceable kind of like top six guy but I don't think it's going to be the stud like if you're thinking about, you know, somebody from Buffalo. Um, no, they won't get I a just, stud guy. Yeah, I just don't know how they're going to do this with the cap. I'm going to be fast. I know they're going to do something, uh, but money has to go out if money comes in because they're right up against it. So it'll be fascinating. Go ahead, sir. All right, Raptors, is it time to trade Kyle Lowry and just say we got to make some moves because this team's going in the wrong direction? Um, no, no, guy. I, I think they have a legitimate shot at the playoffs. Uh, they're in a tough spot. The COVID thing just uh, 
really put them back. There's there's seven games under 500 now. It's much like the start when they were two and eight, so they were six under there. They got back to 500. I think they can. It's not going to be easy. Uh, I think they'll make the playoffs, but beyond that, uh, it's going to take everything to get there. So I'm going to say no, guy. Do not trade Kyle. Just go for it. So we got we have time for one more quickie. All right, I'll give this. Yesterday, a PGA player by the name of Wesley Bryan took off his pants and tried to take a shot from the water wearing only his, um, his underwear. Do you think it's time the PGA puts in a dress code? Absolutely, yes, guy. That is silly. It's family television. Why would you do that? And on that note, thanks for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Yes, Guy on TSN 1050 and tsn1050.ca. Yes, guy! <laughs> <laughs>